what up mer goddess here and welcome to this moment and in this moment i am joined with chris o'brien come out better and i'm just really excited to connect with him today and share him with all of you you know he has some amazing things that he's doing in the world and i'm just so inspired and the seeds that you've planted have i've been watering them and it just goes and goes and goes so thank you chris for being here yeah, thanks for having me back. I know this is a part two. We had our first talk and uh, we're going to focus on a language today. So it's going to be very important because it's something we all do. We're speaking now, whether you're speaking or you're hearing it, language is such a big part of our life. So it's always an honor to be asked to share. And like you mentioned, help the world come out better in every which way, way shape or form. So really happy, really excited. Yeah. So before we dive into language and all these things, can you just share you know, a brief summary of your journey and what, you know, how it got to come out better. And I mean, it's your initials, so it's just perfect how it all unfolded. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, growing up, I was uh, an athlete born and raised in Orange County, uh, raised by a beautiful family. Mother, father had a sister, close family, friends, high school athlete, um, played college basketball, division one basketball at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, which was an amazing experience. Um, throughout my life, I was always getting hurt. That was one thing I was always kind of bumping my head. I, I, I called like the trial and error phase. It was just like, they say we're born with a helmet, that kind of energy. And we just go into life, trying things out and seeing what works and what doesn't. After I graduated college, I went and played professional basketball. Um, I did actually, when I graduated, I did a nine to five job just wasn't for me. Um, I decided to continue to pursue athletics while I still could, I was still in shape, still working out. So I went in Mexico and uh, had quite a culture shock, you can say, with the food, the water, the lifestyle, the language, again, language, um, just the way things were, do were done. It was just so different than what I was accustomed to. And the last month I was there, got very sick, came back home, got some tests done, ulcerative colitis, acid reflux, eczema. Um, and, you know, here's we can say the physical ailments are a manifestation of perhaps the mental, emotional, spiritual, and so forth. We're just told the physical, the, the 3D aspect only. So at the time, you know, I was promoted a opportunity to either take pharmaceuticals and take the allopathic Western medicine route or, or see if there's anything else that could help me. And the last thing I ever thought of at the time was water, a specific kind of water that I was so stubborn and closed-minded about that I did not think would do anything for me any different than this Tylenol or medication was. And I gave it a try and I started changing the water I was drinking, didn't change anything else. Um, slowly, my body started to change in so many different ways, including all those ailments had slowly pretty much disappeared um, since. And that was back in 2016. And then I believe that's what led to my spiritual awakening a couple of years later. My body was hydrated enough that my soul came back in and integrated again. And I had an out-of-body experience in uh, December of 2017. Hard to explain at the time. Some people say astral projection, out-of-body, sleep paralysis. I didn't know what any of this was. And I was looking up my body for three hours on the roof of my beach house and having no clue what's going on. Came back in my body and a voice turned on. And one can say it was on the right side of my brain at the time. Did not know what that meant either. And a voice just started talking and speaking and I started hearing things and that led down a physical health acid alkaline detox voltage Dr. Sebi CBD 
And then pharmaceuticals, what those do. And I was curious, like, why am I learning all this? And then my father was diagnosed with cancer um, four months later. So it was very wild of all years I could have had experienced all of this. It happened in the time frame it did. And then that's where Come Out Better started to arise because so much of my life collapsed. Financially, I was in debt. Um, physically, I was recovering, right, from, from the physical ailments. I still had a lot of work to do on my body. So I began fasting, um, cleansing, experimenting with plant medicine, really learning about the other parts of life that I did not know were real. Um, mentally, emotionally, was very challenging. I had so much suppressed emotions, especially going through the things I did with seeing my father sick and how you know Western medicine taught and treat him. Um, it was just pretty much everything was crashing in my life. My ego, my reality, the way I believed the world from politics, government, education, religion, healthcare, banking, social media, Hollywood, it just came all to a crash very, very fast uh, to a pile of ashes. And I rose and I came out of it better. And that's really what happened. And now this rising um, is what I'm here sharing with you and your following and people all over the world on how not only to just love the, the rise, right, the comeback, which is the good stuff, it's also to fall in love with the crash. Um, the part that nobody wants to inflict on anybody, the pain, the suffering, the discomfort, the sadness, the loss, the grief, anger, frustration, doubt, worry, fear, stress, anxiety, even me saying those things, your body may have tensed up. And I used to hide from it, run from it, ignore it and suppress it. Now I openly welcome it. And the fact that I give it with love allows me to come out better, faster, simpler, easier, more fluid and that whole journey itself is is what I'm sharing with the world. And that's where we're at today. So it's been incredible. And that's how I condensed my story, maybe a, a few minutes. There's so much more I could write a book and I will write a book in the future. Yet that's a little spark note summary of, of all of it and how I where I came from and where I am today and where we're going. So it's been a journey to say the least. Wow. And I mean, it's so amazing. Like even the things that you share, you know, like you were talking about, like, from politics and financials and all these things that you're you've become aware of that the way that you're speaking it is really like I found for myself like it's really humbling you know to really learn this information and and how you're doing it is like you're taking like everything that you've learned and trying to like you know yeah zoom in out and like really say like hey this is what I've experienced and you know, and moving through that. And have you felt like the way that you've been speaking to yourself is the way that now you're changing that language to help people understand on how to come out better and, and what is happening? Because it just feels like you're like softening it a little bit so that when these things are, you know, more and more, and we're already seeing it, you know, more and more, but it's like this beautiful language that you speak. Totally. I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, it's, I've always had this ability to speak. Being an athlete, I was a team captain, point guard, coach's son, um, one of the older guys on the team, someone that was usually the loudest guy on the court, you know, be 10,000 fans at UCLA and you could still hear me speak. And so I, I never knew that this voice would be like, it was almost like that sports was preparing me to use this voice to help humanity. And as crazy as it even sounds, um, it, it truly does create change. You know, your language from speeches of JFK, you've got all these ancient, you know, these writers, philosophers, and their their word, what they said, what they spoke, and how they brought life, and they could unite nations, and they could also tear down countries. They can also tear down dreams and people. 
Um, and it's so wild because so much of us that are listening to your, this right now and you go about your day and just be mindful of what you're saying to yourself, truly. I mean, it's cliche as it sounds. Hey, be your biggest fan. We just live in such a world where negativity and pessimism is attractive. It's trends. It's appealing. It, it like gives us a sense of power that if we don't feel empowered, we're going to use that uh, negative aspect to bring others down. So before you even go out and sharing this with people and telling people what they should do and how they should talk, which is the last thing I choose to do. Do it with yourself, you know, do it with yourself, start with yourself, look at different words that you can just let go of and I, and like, just put to bed. You don't have to let go because you let something go. It likes to come back. Just, just honor it. Say, Hey, thanks for that word. Thanks for, thanks for being a part of my life. And you can now take a break. And it's just that, that whole um, detachment of the things that we speak, the things that we think they do play a big role. They do play a big role in reality. And like you said really well, you may have this intention to go out and say that or share that, yet it's also, it's not what we say, the words, it's how we say it. And our ability to uh, paint a picture, our ability to use metaphors and analogies. Uh, you said another really important thing as well. It's taking a complex subject, um, making it simple. Like just so like a five-year-old can go, oh yeah, I get it. And if you can get to a point where you're speaking like that, um, you will always have someone's attention. You will always get someone tuning in um, because we all have this inner child at heart. We just live in a world where the powers that were and structures and constructs and matrix and all that stuff, they've taken something simple like our language and they made it complex and then they make it complex and then they don't teach us how to do it. So what happens next is they create lawyers, they create doctorates, they create financial institutions, they create derivatives, they create all of these words, which if you were to share to thousands of people, 80% or more would not even know a clue what the words mean. Yet when you break it down, that a derivative is like the juice of an orange, now you'll never look at the financial system the same. And so these analogies and metaphors, this ability to communicate a complex subject um, simply along with body language, tone, um, tempo, because I'm sure you notice you'll listen to people on podcasts or you'll listen to YouTubes and something will feel off. Like they're saying the truth, like in a way that's just the, how they're saying it. It's like, do they embody it? Are they really all about it? Or are they just copying and pasting it? No, for me, before I even share anything, I make sure to experience it. I sit with it. I feel it. I, I give it a break and I come back to it. Then at that point, I will go share. A lot of us skip that step and we just want to go be like the mainstream media and be the first to share something and be the first to, to unlock a new thing to get that recognition. So um, it is a skill. It is something that we can all develop, our voice, our language, and our vocabulary, our diction, um, things that we were taught limitedly in the Rockefeller education system, very left-brained, like you mentioned earlier too, very left-brained, and now just combining both hemispheres where I can say something like a flamingo standing in the lake holding a red ball, and you probably saw a flamingo. So therefore, therefore, words have an ability to actually perceive and change reality of other people. And that's why it's such a powerful tool and in the wrong hands could be a scary tool like mainstream media and so, so forth. So yes, thank you for that. And it's and those are some other variables that are very important to take note when uh, when it comes to language and when it comes to speaking um, in the present moment, for example. 
Yeah. And I, I felt like for my own journey, like it's that awareness, right? Like, like even if we are like starting to notice our words, right? Like there's so much that is unconscious that we're not even aware of. And so it like becomes this, like, I feel like it's like this game, right? Where it's like, okay, now I'm becoming conscious of this part of myself that I didn't realize. And so now when I go out in the world, right, it isn't about anyone else. It literally is about, ooh, that triggered me. Okay, ooh, this is like a catapult in helping me describe what it is that maybe I didn't see, you know? And we start to look at the world in a totally different way versus before it was like, this person hurt me or, you know, oh, I'm saying this and we don't even know what we're saying. Cause like you said, like all the programs, all the music, all the things that we've been, you know, just listening to from birth, right? Like you talk about even birth certificates and all these different things that we've just been in. Like we literally yeah. can't, like we, it's so unconscious. Like, how much our bodies have been enslaved into these systems. And the more that we are coming out and realizing and, and navigating and becoming aware, like it just starts to make more sense, you know? And, and that's what I've found, like just your own, like making it about yourself, you know, like for me too, like, I'm like, you know what? I want this awareness. I want this. And if I feel excited to share it, then I'm going to share it. But that's it. It's really about myself. And how can I, you know, really come out better in these moments to share love and spread kindness and all those things? Yeah, fantastic. It's like we're sponges. And like you said, we, we've, we've got to be mindful. And I say this because the word mind really irks me at times when people say, oh, you're stuck in the mind. I'm like, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way too vague. You are telling people as if it's their whole brain. That's the thing. We're disconnected from the whole brain. And there's the, the, like you said, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the unconscious mind. And yes, we're raising our consciousness. At the same time, the unconscious is very powerful. It's what keeps your heart beating. It's what keeps your blood pumping. It's what keeps your air circulating. It's what, when you sleep and you're not conscious, you're almost unconscious in a way in the dream state, there's something that is actually... And you have no clue. So as, as great as raising your consciousness is, I also remind people, hey, there's also power in the unconscious. We've just never been taught how to utilize it. Um, and some will say that's that's God and it's in a way. And then the subconscious, exactly the subconscious is where if we're not aware of the music we listen to, the, the TV shows we're watching, the people we surround ourselves, the billboards that we read, the magazines that we skim, the TikToks that we scroll, well, make sure you're wringing that stuff out, especially if it does not serve you. I'm just like, I'm sure like when you get in the pool, like you don't, you shower after the pool, you don't hold on to the chlorine. You don't hold on to those things. You, you rinse it off. And we've lost that ability to rinse these things off and, and flush out, keep what res resonates, right? What discernment, what feels good to you, uh, disregard the rest for now, and then ask questions on how to get answers of the future. So those are, yeah, very, very good points um, because we tend to, Use vague statements. Uh, it's another little language code. Very vague statements, um, like "Well, we're stuck in the mind." Well, hold on, that's that's too vague. And usually, vagueness um, by conscious language teaching. This is Bob Tennyson, um, who I've actually met on a call before. He's a fantastic man, and he's going to be actually teaching our community in the future, which is awesome. Um, just the ability 
to get specific because when you get specific with things in your life, uh, it brings up feelings. Vagueness is, uh, I'm fine. That's very vague. Okay, you're fine. Specific, you see what I'm saying? We do it so so nonchalantly. And then all of a sudden, one day we have a mental breakdown, a complete emotional vomiting purge, which is fine. It's good. It's just, if you're on the other side of it, it's the splash zone. And we're, we're kind of puking on each other right now. And at the same time, it's great because these programs don't fit us anymore. These beliefs don't fit us anymore. So it's there's, it's got no way to, but to come out. Right. It's, it's like not flushing your toilet in your house for months or years or your whole life. You wouldn't even want to live in that in that house. It'd be nasty. Yet we do that with our thoughts. We do that with our beliefs. We do that with our attachments and our expectations, ego, stereotypes, and just start flushing the toilet. You well, your toilet gets clean, your house smells better and you come out better. And it's such a such a good, good analogy and metaphor because um, so many people are scared to flush that toilet because it's a whole new ballgame on the other side. So those are very important pieces, too. I'm glad you touched on those. Yeah. And then the other thing um, that was coming up when you were sharing was I'm curious about like dreams and and your experience with dreams and you know because again like all of this is in our subconscious right and when we start like for me recently I've been really having really vivid dreams remembering them and then getting the downloads of you know what it is and what I'm releasing and all these things so I'm curious to know about your dreams and things that (laughs) you've uncovered (laughs) Well, I mean, some nights I won't dream. Some nights I will. Some nights I'll have very lucid dreams. Um, hard to pinpoint. I, I sleep very well. Like I'm, my head hits the pillow at 8.30 or 9 and it's within a minute. And I'm up at 5, 5.30, no alarm. And that's consistent over time. I've, I've got all sorts of little sleeping things I make sure I do. When I am sleeping, I would say the most vivid dream I've had recently, which is about two weeks ago, I was both underneath the water, literally in a, in a pool that was about 100 feet deep at the bottom of it. Uh, bottom of the pool standing uh, as if I was walking on the bottom I was able to breathe underwater Um, I think this is when Avatar came out as well so that makes sense it was before I saw the movie so perhaps I was tapping into that whole world which is real my partner has dove deep pun intended she would do free diving and there would be a certain book there would be a book called deep where you would actually get far enough that something in your oxygen levels flip or uh, nitric oxide flips and you're able to breathe underwater. And we all have this ability. And that's why babies, if you, they were to be submerged in the ocean or in a pool or something, they would have a natural mechanism to flip them over and float. And they would also have a natural mechanism if allowed to develop that, which we're not taught in society to actually learn how to breathe underwater, similar to what Avatar taught us. So anyways, that was one part of the dream. And then I blasted straight up out of the water and I was flying. So I went from beneath the water to flying above. And I don't know if any of you or, or if you have ever had a flying dream. It's one of the most surreal feelings ever. It's like riding a roller coaster, you know, when the roller coaster drops and you feel that drop of the gut. I mean, you feel that in the dream. It's pretty crazy. And I've never, I've had maybe a handful of those. Um, it hasn't been a while to have both of that in the same dream. Just recently, the other, the other, I think it was December, mid-December, um, I don't know. It just showed me what our mind's so powerful and what other realms are out there and truly where our mind goes. And when I say goes, this is important too. And believe believe how you want to interpret this. I truly believe and feel and intuitively know that instead of thinking we leave our body, like we leave, we go somewhere out there, like way up in the sky, like look outside, way up there somewhere. 
I honestly believe we just go to a different part of our brain consciously. Because if you think about the brain, there are more dendrites, axions, neurotransmitters, neurons, and synapses in the human brain than stars in the galaxy. So when you say you're astral projecting, astral means astrologically stars. And if you have, in fact, the same amount of stars, more stars in your brain, are you actually going anywhere? Or are you just going to another part in here? And that's what's really cool. And that's what I'm really diving deep lately with the brain and the hemispheres and the neurons and how much of this technology we have six inches between the ears, literally our kingdom, and we don't really know how to use it. Right. We don't we, we know how to use our iPhone better than we know how to use our brain and our brain uses us. And that's where the powers that be were knew that. And so that's why very few people dream. And so many people have sleeping disorders and so many people rely on stimulants and caffeine and all the sorts, because that's the only way they've been told how to get their energy going or to get them thinking faster or to get them to fall asleep easier instead of, hey, this is how your brain works, X, Y, Z. All you got to do is focus on ABC and you'll sleep like a baby. Imagine being taught that in school. So dreams are fascinating. I believe everyone has a different interpretation. Some can travel places they go. Some people can see mythical creatures, extraterrestrial. Some people see memories of their past. And for me, all of that's amazing, true. And I just believe it's all within our, our own hemisphere brains currently, not something thousands of miles out there. And I'm open to being wrong until then. That's where I feel. And that's, that's the latest dream I've had, which is pretty surreal and pretty wild. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And like, yeah. I feel, you know, like you were sharing about the the left side and the stars and that got me thinking about, you know, what is happening on our planet, right? Like these yeah. like CMEs or CMSs and yeah. solar flares and all these things. And, and because we're all connected, right? Do you know that like, is this activating that like left side more so than it has in the past right because now as the structures are changing and the earth is changing like we are essentially earth right and so we're going yeah. to be tapping into this stuff so i'm curious about your what you yeah. learned in that yeah well the left hemisphere is is solely responsible for language uh, math science analytics logic reason um, studies, words, art, literature, uh, arguing, even anger, aggression falls in that hemisphere as well. A lot of our thoughts, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. Some people say thoughts, think anything that is thinking when you're thinking, like if I'm closing my eyes and I'm thinking about something, or I'm thinking about what if my boss fires me or what if this person hates me, that's the left hemisphere at its, at its, at its purpose. That's at its finest. That's what it does. Plain and simple, and that's proven over and over and over. The other side of the spectrum is your right hemisphere. Now, the right hemisphere, there technically is no language for it. And I'm using language to explain it because that's how I believe we were to use both hemispheres to explain and become aware of God within and without us, right? And before this all became um, the human body, we have something called a larynx, <clears throat> which you have, I have, mom has, dad has, friends, neighbors, we all have it that can speak. So our, lar our larynx has actually evolved over time. When you say evolved, it's, it's changed position that has allowed us to take breath from our lungs, to take that breath over vocal cords, to then use the larynx and vocal muscles to protrude energy out, 
which then allows our tongue, the strongest muscle in the human body, to shape and form, our lips to open and close, and our teeth to change, that allows us to speak, right? Like say, say right now, the, say the letter M without touching your lips. M. Oh. <laughs> so technically, that's a sound. M-O-M becomes what? Mom. You just, a... use, you just used your left brain to mm. do that. So to take something that is godly and to make it tangible, our left brain became on. Evil just knew that was the uh, evil just knew that was the case. And then instead of letting us discover that, they hijacked it and they took over the word. They took over our language, Babel. They took over everything with our language. And then because they took over our language, because they know how our brain works, now they actually are using us, our left brain, to make the matrix. We made it. Evil didn't make the matrix. We did. Evil just knew how to get in here, get on this side, right? You remember the analogies on Hollywood, devil and angel? Left hemisphere, right hemisphere. It's right there. Red pill, blue pill. Same thing. Take the blue pill, stay in, stay in la-la land, right? Left brain, you stay in your illusion. That's the matrix and so forth. So this bridge to get from one side to the other, there's only one way to get there. One way. Corpus callosum. And that's in everybody's brain. So going back to what you were saying, yes, our language has been hijacked. We've been stuck here on the left hemisphere and we're moving over. Usually when people meditate, when people have out-of-body experiences like my story, now I'm learning what happened. When people plant medicine, when they have an awakening, a spiritual rebirth, God spoke to me, right? I saw God like Peniel and Jacob's Ladder and Peniel. I saw God face-to-face -face at Peniel. Like all of these things are really expressions of how we got over to this side, right? How we got over to this side. And how do I know most people are in the left hemisphere? Well, 90% or more of the, of the world is right-handed. Right side of your body is what hemisphere? Left. Left side of your body is what hemisphere? Right. That's why left-handed kids in school, they have to be forced right because there's no pencils for them. There's no books made for them. Everything is made to focus on the left hemisphere. If it was the right hemisphere in our left hand, our notebooks, instead of being on this side, it would be on this side. So we've inverted everything. Everything has been mirrored and flipped, and that's how the devil works. They use take what's got what is godly and make it manly. They take what's God-made and make it man-made. They take natural healing and make pharmaceuticals. So that's all it is. We've been severed from God, right? And the shape of a corpus callosum is a cross. Pretty much we hear that in religious texts. And this is all factual. You can look all this up. This is not me making this stuff. This is all proven. It's just not mainstream because it's the truth. And then on the right side, intuition, emotion, sound. Like when you're swimming in the, in the pool, you're not thinking. You're just flowing. That's You're in the right brain. So athletes that have like, historical performances you'll ask them how did you do that i have no clue what they're really saying is i got out of this hemisphere and i went to here there is no way to explain it it just is what it is it's god it's godly so our right brain is intuition sound emotion feeling color holistic the full light spectrum right the reason we only see two percent of the light spectrum out of the 100 percent because we're only seeing it with our left hemisphere and we're only looking for it with our eyes. So in my opinion, 
we're coming out of the left hemisphere better and humanity is leaving the matrix to new systems, quantum systems, quantum healing, new financial systems, new uh, power structures, new education systems, AI, uh, free energy, healing, no more poverty and disease. These are right brain concepts that were taken from us. And this is what the ancients knew. This is what the Mayans knew. This is what the indigenous knew. This is what the uh, people of Africa and all these, these, the Chinese elders, they all knew this stuff. And before they actually learned how to use their left brain, what, what would they do in paintings and in, in caves, right? What would they do? Symbols. Symbols is not language. Symbols is a right hemisphere function. So they honored and worshiped this God internally and externally. And because they were able to do so, they drew symbols to paint a picture. Right, because you now go see a, a a golden M. What do you think? What does your left brain think? McDonald's. Like, you see a, a yellow shell. Literally, you see it. Like if I held up a logo or a symbol, what do you think? Right. <laughs> so they use symbols. They use symbols to make us create an image in our mind, and that's what makes the matrix. And that's why symbolism will be their downfall. Because we'll wake up to it. We're like, hey, we see your symbol now. Now we know what that symbol means. So language. Symbols, I'll wrap it here because it is fascinating. I'm glad you asked it. Language, symbols, colors. You know, you look at why are certain logos blue? Why are certain logos red? Because they inflict an emotional response. They are literally controlling us with colors. They control us with sounds. They control us with symbols and metaphors. All only the whole sole purpose is to control this so you don't actually are aware in conscious control of it and let alone let God guide you and so forth. Um, so that's what they've done. That's how the world's been hijacked. And we're coming out of that better. And that's why you, me, people that have awakened, taken the red pill, just another way to say we've moved to the other hemisphere. We actually see it for what it is now. We're speaking the truth. We're poking and triggering people that are holding on to that illusion, holding on to that program, holding on to that ego, holding on to I know everything. Leave me alone. I got it all myself. Little Chris, right? little Chris, I can do all of this. And then this very same person goes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And now we know possibly Christ without story 2000 years ago and within corpus callosum that connects the left and right hemisphere. Uh, so it's fascinating that we can do all things through Christ because we can do all things through God, which strengthens all of us. And that's where we all connect on a quantum level, which is so cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little breakdown of the left to right hemisphere. Oh, and the last part you were saying about mother earth, um, cause she gives off a frequency. She gives off the Schumann resonance where it's, it's fascinating how we have polarities. So a positive and negative pole. We also have that in our body. So the Schumann resonance 7.83 Hertz. Um, this is all like Tesla teachings now, Tesla teachings. So magnetism, scalar energy, this ability that we are, Wi-Fi receivers and transmitters, right? We can absorb information. We can also send out information. So a lot of people are fascinated with technology we use today, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, iPads, AI, Siri, smartphones, right? We're like, wow, this is so easy. This is so cool. I can do everything for me. The reason why we're fascinated is because the technological blueprint, the function, how these technologies actually work are replications, simulations, and duplications of how our brain works. So when your Wi-Fi bars, you know, like somehow you get like a couple bars on your signal. Well, when your bars are low on your phone, 
that's a reflection of if you have low bars on your on your right brain transmitter, right? You won't have that connection to source. You won't get the downloads. You may not see it. You may not feel it. And the next person over had their 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 right brain is off the charts, and they're like, "Do you see that? Oh my gosh! Like, see what? I can't see it because their frequency, the 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 literally this the um, what's the word? The yeah, the frequency that they're giving off." is putting everything in their reality together in real time. Kind of like Etch-a-Sketch. You know, when you have like a lot of dots and they fall down and then you Etch-a-Sketch and you make, our brain does that faster than the speed of light. It's quantum technology is what our brain does. So if you have low energy in the body, suppressed traumas, scars, fluorides, heavy metal, all the things we know are bad. All that means is that your Wi-Fi on your phone is just going down in bars. And the lower your bars go on the Wi-Fi on your phone, the worst signal you get, you can't send messages, you can't get phone calls, you can't get updates, and we freak out and we lose our mind. Where exactly that's what's happening to so many because they can't get messages from God. They don't feel a connection to God. They have no support. They have no faith. They have no hope. So they can only rely on fear, worry, anxiety, anger, and then that feeds the matrix. That's how they keep us there. That's how they keep us stuck. So we're receiving information, we're putting out information, and the information we receive and put out is in congruence with the amount of energy, space, quantum, whatever whatever words I can give you of what's within. And that's another fascinating aspect. That's why, like, I know you know this too, like grounding, like these things aren't just to lower your blood pressure. I mean, that's that's physical stuff. You're talking just the physical body. This is to clear your etheric body. This is to clear your emotional body. This is to raise your Wi-Fi. This is to boost your Bluetooth signal, not in your phone, in your body, which then you can sync up to God within and without. Now good things happen to you. Now just things fall into your lap. Now, this is I, I, what I just explained to you is law of attraction. I'm just explaining the how instead of, oh, just, you know, just attract it. Just call it in. Just be it. And it's like, Okay, I'm being it. If they really told you, like what a, a frat, I, I can share this for 10 hours. If they really told you how it works, you wouldn't need them anymore. You wouldn't need these gurus anymore. You wouldn't need these teachers anymore. So that's why I say the best thing you can do on my page is stop following me because you have it all now. Like, don't, 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 don't even ask me anything. You have it all. And it's rare to see that and hear that in today's world. It's just the how is the missing piece. And everyone likes to just share XYZ. Right. Oh, manifestation, law of attraction, the spiritual stuff, which is all great. Then they don't really tell you how to start or they do write down some affirmations and then they expect you it just to happen. Yet in your body, you have low energy, you're dehydrated, you're stressed out, you're you're riddled with EMF, non-native EMF. You're you're chronically fatigued. You've got heavy metals and pesticides in you. And you're wondering why that million dollar check hasn't landed in your mailbox. And they'll just keep telling you to think about it harder. Hey, think harder. Hey, visualize it more. These are great. There's just more to the puzzle. So yeah, that's why that I'm, I'm fascinated with how our brain works. Because the more you learn how your brain works, the more you will learn how the world works. And a lot of us have no clue how it works. We don't know how money works. We don't know how education, how TVs work. We don't know how brain waves work. We don't know how sound actually affects us. We don't know how certain allopathic and holistic things go you know, against each other, we just never been taught. And that's all planned too with Rockefeller education. So it's all one big smorgasbord and 
It's all has to do with taking control of this, disconnecting us from here, right? And having us living our life blind. And that's why I like to say, I'll, the last thing I'll say about this is the, the eyes look, right? We just look. People rely on the eyes to see. If you rely on the eyes to see, you will be deceived. Okay? You will be deceived. The eyes look, the mind, both hemispheres. Remember, it's not just the mind, the left, right hemisphere, conscious, subconscious, unconscious mind. That's what sees. And then the heart will lead you. Most of us are disconnected from the heart. So we have no lead. We have no guidance, which means we're probably discombobulated up here. So there's no connection to source. So we rely on these little pupils to see what's in front of us. And we just take it literal and we don't see the rest of the light spectrum and we don't ask questions. Well, I don't, I can't see them ever doing that, but there's nothing in my water. Look, it's the crystal clear. Oh, look, there's nothing in this food. It's, it's a shiny apple. And when your mind knows that the shiny is the pesticides or the clear is the contaminants, right? Or the, the food is, is whatever you start now really seeing. And that's seeing through the veil. That's waking up to the matrix coming out better of the left to right brain. And that's it. Ah, oh, that's so good. I was like, you want to wrap it up? And then I was like, boom, like that was, so, that was so amazing. Wow. I just yeah. have learned so much for that. That well, Thank you so much for sharing that. And so before yeah. we wrap it up, is there one like tip or one thing you want to share, um, you know, just before, just to get people started or wherever you yeah. are, you know, just to, to close it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for allowing me to share. I, I just, it's just when something resonates so much for you and I've seen it happen in my life, what it's doing in my life right now, the results it's creating, the people I'm meeting, the abundance that's coming in, the projects that are being created, the reach that is happening. Like I'm applying what I just taught you. I'm applying these hows to my life. It's not just like I'm, you know, a mess, not taking care of my, like I'm actually, I want to make sure your audience knows this and you too. Like I share this because of experience and I'm seeing it work, not because I just copied and pasted. I've learned from many places, many books, many, many researchers, many amazing people. Um, so much. I take a little bit from everybody. Then I put it together and see what resonates with me, make it tangible and simple. Um, so I just want to make sure you all, you guys know that this is, these are things I can explain simply is because I'm doing them every day. And this is how I really live my life. I would say the best tip I can give you. Oh man, this is good. This is simple as can be. And you're probably going to laugh language back to language again, because your, your word does matter. If there was something that I would tweak it would be be mindful and perhaps today or the rest of your week or the month of how many times or be mindful of every time you say the word, but it's like the weirdest thing to hear that anyone ever say. And for many of us, we say it all the time. And I mean, all the time, like at least once in every conversation, like this was a good podcast, but you know, we could, we can definitely do better. It's like, hold on. The butt canceled everything you just said, good or bad. You basically just wasted energy saying something and you canceled it. That's what I firmly believe. So change but to and, because when you do a comma and, hey, this was a good podcast and I know we can do amazing things next time instead of, hey, this was a good podcast, but it could be better. It's like deflating. It's like, we don't need that. This was amazing, comma and. So if you look at the comma and when I say them together, what word do you hear? Comma and, comma and, what word do you hear? 
Command. 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 There you, there you go. <laughs> commanding. You're like you're affirming. Yes. You're commanding what you want to bring into your reality. And you're not allowing the language to to distract or even block, you know, exactly. you from receiving. So Beautiful. Um, you got it. So next time you catch yourself saying, but I learned this through conscious language, Bob Tennyson, shout out to him. Cancel clear. And comma and comma and comma and comma and comma and and you're constantly creating a picture for somebody so that's the first tip the second tip again back to shapes so there's two shapes um that we are really attached to straight lines and curves okay straight lines are left brain curves are right brain straight lines close the mind curves open the mind so when i say something hey that's wrong what do i put at the end of that A straight line and a dot right which is and a what? dot an explanation point <laughs> there you go ah so statements like that are going to close people's mind hey you're wrong hey that's not right right what happens when you do a curve and a dot a question mark so right now brain. you're questioning right you're having to think more and dive into like what did you just say <laughs> makes them it makes them change the way their brain starts operating so the question opens the mind, straight line, exclamation mark, closes the mind. So the next time you feel triggered, the next time you feel excited, the next time you feel angry or anxious or mad, instead of shouting and exclaim exclaiming and stating, question. Question yourself. And people will associate that way of like, are you questioning me? Like, is that a, like, that's a bad thing? No. Just ask yourself a question. What's causing this trigger? And then your dad may pop up instantly, so fast. And you've been searching for that answer for 10 years, right? Or, hey, what makes you say that? Or how, what, what do you mean? Can you explain more? Question mark. Now you're more relaxed. I'm open. I see your perspective. I learn from you. I interpret that. I discern that. And now I have medicine. It's just how many people actually learn how to ask questions aside from elementary school or if they're called on by their mom or dad or you got to raise your hand or, you know, and that's where the whole saying there's no such thing as a dumb question. That's why we're scared to ask them because they think it's a dumb question. So upgrade but to and in your life more. Also, and look to swap out exclamation marks for question marks. And I would say the last tip the last tip I would give somebody to start improving their language, it would be, what is, what are your top, I mean, like, honestly, doing a, I call it a language audit. What are the top words you say every single day? Most people have no clue, no clue what they say every day. And then they go to bed with a broken language. They go to bed broken in their, in their word account instead of abundant. Right. So is it try? Hey, I'll try to do it. I think I can. I might. Can't. I won't do that. Now, there's time for those words. For the most part, people are catching themselves and leaving themselves hanging in the in-between. There isn't the right. What's Yoda's favorite quote in Star Wars all time? Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> and he's basically explaining the hemispheres. It's either you do or do not. There is no try. Those in-between words 
are reasons why people are still at the same job. People are still in the same relationships. People still get the same income. They have the same results. They have the same health because they're in the in-between. There is no do and there is no don't. Either you do or you don't. It's what is and what isn't. The in-between, that's no man's land. That's where people are floating and lost. So just be mindful of those words of what feels like you're in the in-between, like try, maybe, attempt, kind of, think, might. It's like, oh my gosh, I say those every day. And that's why the results haven't changed. You're either doing it or you're not doing it. That's it. So those three simple principles, those are good places to start. Upgrade butt to and, ask more questions instead of more exclamation marks, and then just be aware of what are the top words you say and how to upgrade them to do or don't. And you're on your way. Come out better. Oh, I love it. Mic drop. You know, there, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> drop it. it. Uh, thank you great. so much. This, Yeah, it was amazing. And I can't wait for more and more as we continue <laughs> to learn and expand. You know, we will... We will continue. So peace Beautiful. out with this. Thank you. And we'll all come out better now. There you guys go. And you guys can follow me at come out better and then uh, comeoutbetter.com. I got my website up with a newsletter. If you guys want to get involved in that. And I have my telegram channel come out better. The O and out is a Q. And then also I'm on Twitter, true social, same thing at come out better. So I'm pretty much You'll find me across the board. Uh, check out my website. It's got all my favorite gems, books, resources, shop products, all the things that I enjoy and uh, get on my newsletter. And we're sharing all sorts of goodies and gems. So thank you again for having me. Have a good one. And thank you guys for tuning in. Much appreciated. God bless you all. Yes. Peace.